The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The Masculine Journey starts here, now. Welcome to Masculine Journey. We are glad that you are with us today, and we have a special show for you today. We're going to, well, I say that every week, but every week is special. It is. Because it's interesting to see what God does, not just in the lives of maybe you that's listening, but to us as we prepare for this. Mm -hmm. And so it's always amazing to see what he's doing, and, and it's very uh, uplifting, encouraging, and, and, and all those kinds of adjectives. <laughs> anyway, uh, this week we're going to be talking about something that God's wanting to do for you. He has a present for you. You can call it a Christmas present. You can call it lots of things, but it's a present for you that he's been after for a long, long time. And I know some of you out there are going to be thinking, that's my salvation. And, you know, Sam, I've already got that. And what an amazing thing salvation was. And that was obviously one of the gifts that he had because it reconciled you to him. But there's more gifts that he's trying to give. And Robbie, one of the big gifts that he's trying to give is restoration of your heart, isn't it? We've been robbed. <laughs> you know, that's the deal. Um, you know, David served God with a whole heart, but you can't help but wonder, how did he get that? How was that restored for him? Because in John 10, we, you know, what Jesus said is the thief comes to steal and kill and destroy and that stealing is a significant part of everyone's story. We don't necessarily want to face that. I, I clearly didn't <laughs> mm -hmm. in so many ways, but I can remember the, the promise. That, that I actually heard it from John Owen first. He was a Puritan writer. said, there's a deep cleansing that comes from the blood of Jesus. And I, I said, I wonder what he means by that. You know, Because I knew, I understood the salvation, but it seemed like he was talking about something more in what a lot of people listening might think are sanctification. But I love the concept even more the way John Eldridge and Dan Allender put it in this Restoring the Heart conference of becoming whole-hearted again. That actually part of your heart was stolen um, in everyone's story. In my case, if you listen to the show a couple of weeks ago, my innocence was stolen sexually. Yeah. And, and part of my restoration, that deep cleansing of Jesus' blood, came from, Robbie, do you want your innocence card back? And for so many of us, we've lost our innocence. And what does that look like? And what's the connection of that to that childlike heart that Jesus described as, you know, such as the kingdom of God? Is, is the, the childlike heart, and where do we see that, but like in King David? Absolutely. But, you know, I think a lot of times there's this thinking that's that's in churches that's in christianity you know that, that god god can take care of all that you know you you're saved just don't worry about it god's going to take care of that and if nothing else he'll take care of it after you die yeah you know and, and there's some legitimacy there right god is going to take care of that but he's offering it now yeah and that's why there's a lot of people that are maybe some even listening today that are churchgoers and uh they, they've gotten all that but they're still walking around and there's a lot of stuff going on and they don't know who to talk to about it they don't know where to go with it this is the type of thing we're looking at today yeah you know no one likes to go back into hard parts in their life well not 
I can't say no one. Some people like to dwell there. Mm-hmm. But either you like to dwell there, which handicaps you in one way, or you don't. You want to shove it down, not deal with it. You want to listen to the Eagles when they just say, get over it, you know, yeah. and, and, and push past it. But there's a time that God needs to take you back into those places. You know, if you've said things like, you know, I, I, I'm sure I'm the only one that faces this. I promise you, you're not. Mm-hmm. That, you know, that's the work of the enemy. And I think that anyone that takes a good long look in the mirror and is quite honest with herself, they know that there's some things down underneath that aren't quite what they're supposed to be. They just don't know how to get there. Yeah, a lot of times they're young places. You feel like there's this young person deep inside that reacts badly to things and you don't understand where that comes from and you really can't even control it. And as Todd used to say, you know, maybe it's, it's time we check under the hood. But we have a phenomenal clip here. And again... This, this comes from the conference, uh, the Restoring Your Heart conference that actually Sam attended back last spring. And here we have this very courageous girl who is going to get some Christian counseling live in front of this big audience. And her back is actually to the, to the, to the audience, but John Eldridge and Dan Elder are counseling her. And she goes back into the, her story, which they tell you actually at the beginning of this conference, and I think it's significant. They ask everybody at the conference to write s- at least 600 words on something that happened to you in your childhood that was traumatic, somewhere where you felt ever-present danger that you feel like Jesus would like to come in and do some restoration work there mm-hmm. and to write that story out. So she has now told the story, which the story Um, to give you the Reader's Digest version, her mother was extremely manipulative. She really took advantage of her and put her in some really hard places. And her mother was extremely cunning in the way that she manipulated her and took away her innocence, clearly. Um, And it's it's a hard thing to go to. But they're walking her through that. And as you listen to this clip, I would ask that you listen carefully for that younger person and, and sense the innocence in the way that Rye was supposed to be, the way God originally designed her to be, the way he designed you and me, there's this innocence, this childlike faith, this beautiful thing that wants to come out, and, and Jesus is coming in to help restore it here. Uh, and that's that part of going, what is that young Rye like? What was she like? Very trusting and very inquisitive and very soft and really wanting to please mm-hmm. like do really really well at everything I did and uh, yes and be obedient but out of my good heart and not out of biblical demands placed on me and I guess just really wanting her to know my tornness in the first place to even ask her because I didn't want to hurt her if I didn't give a damn about her I wouldn't have cared deeply about how I was even going to ask her or even the timing that I was or the words picked I would have just filleted her and said this is how it is and like so I really wanted family wanted a life wanted wholeness wanted her love and acceptance and blessing you know, and I guess that is my, that's my young rye is not groomed to be evil and groomed to be cunning and a chess player, you know, not to be so utterly vigilant and utterly crafty to get what I want. And so 
I guess to rely and rest in her trust and love felt like it ought to be there. That's what I ought to have. And my young heart, I guess, in the car hoped for some sort of blessing, Mm. some sort of blessing. Mm. Your heart's very tender now. What's that feel like? Because what I've heard you say is that that tender part of you is a part that's deeply united to her. And yet your ability to name that with so much tenderness uh, feels so powerful and so good and so lovely. How does it feel to you? I love that. Mm -hmm. I do. Mm -hmm. Then how, how did she masterfully take that part of you and bind it to her? Well, she didn't walk with God, so she made me doubt the God within me. The question mm-hmm. that, I, that she was asking her mom that I should explain before I played mm-hmm. the clip was she was asking her mom if it was okay if she went and lived with her dad. And she thought about it and prayed about it, and she went through all sorts of, of anxiety about asking this question. And the way her mother handled that question um, resent to, uh, ended up in all kinds of abuse. I mean, that was obviously had taken away Rye's innocence card and had left a very cunning and a chess player, you know, uh, in life rather than the open, innocent girl that used to be there. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. I having you know, I was at the conference. I listened to it live and listening to the clip a few times. I never really noticed that at the beginning, Rai's talking about her young self mm-hmm. in all, almost like a third person, and she's kind of hard and kind of distant, just a little bit. But as she starts to go back there, she starts talking about I. Mm-hmm. You know, later she, the she becomes her mom, but initially, early on. You know, she really starts to talk about herself, and you can just hear her voice change as she starts to go back a little bit into that softness that she was meant to have. And that's part of, you know, in Isaiah 61, Jesus, when he came to explain his mission, that's what he quoted in, in Luke was, I've come to bind up the brokenhearted. And, and you can see her heart is so clearly broken. She is not the rye united with her young self and one of the cool things that's available through you know what we're going to talk about in in some of the rest of this show is a unity of those pieces of our hearts where we can be reunited to that younger place in us and actually get along (laughs) you you lose that part of yourself i think i think what she has experienced i've I've heard other people do it and and i've had that experience too where that that person that young person in my case a young boy growing up in the way that you look at things you you lose that you get all this that's piled on top of your heart and you can't find you can't find it anymore you can't feel where you where you came from and where you were when you were innocent for me it took place in the writing of a book having to go back and and live through those things and god walked me through that process with the help of some other wise counsel to uh to revisit all that and and come back to a place where i felt like i could be that person again but that dentist was lost for years and years well it's hard because a lot of times in our story whenever that young innocent person shows up they've been abused in one form or another yes they've been taken advantage of or something's happened and so the old whack-a-mole thing that you talk about robbie is every time that this 
innocent person in our story has tried to come out, it's not usually ended well. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that makes it so hard, and it does get buried under layers and layers and layers of protection. And how hard was it to write that book, Dennis? How many times did you yell at me? Because <laughs> oh, I yelled at you. Uh, I yelled at a few other people, too. You weren't alone. I cried over it. I got depressed over it. I mean, there were a lot of things that were going on. And, and finally, when we got done, I thought, Lord, you walked me through all this for a reason. Because I thought it was just an exercise in this program I was in, what it turned out to be was a, a, a way that God used to get to me and for me to experience some healing. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more with Dennis about that. Vinny's going to tell us a little bit about something that happened to him today. But if you want to know about an upcoming boot camp, which is a great place to start this process or continue this process, we have one coming up in April. It's April 3rd, no, 6th, 6th through, the through 9th. 9th. Yep. Go to maskandjourneyradio.org to register now. The Masculine Journey wonders if you would consider giving that man in your life a Christmas present he'll always treasure, his heart back. We have a heart-restoring boot camp coming up April 6th through the 9th. And what a gift. Listen to what it did for Andy. Masculine Journey boot camp experience showed me I could truly hear from God and that I could experience Him on a daily basis. Only $169 or make five payments of $33. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org and get that man in your life something he'll never forget. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to PO Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. Have a heart. That's what we're talking about today. Taking your life and letting God work in it and getting your heart back. Getting pieces of your heart, pieces you didn't even know, Dennis, as you were talking about before we went to break, that were even gone. Yeah. You know, and, and God just took you through that process. We're talking a little bit before we went. But what did that really look like for you as you went through that process a little bit more? What did you come out on the other end with? Well, I thought the last thing I wanted to do was revisit a lot of this. But what happened on the other side of it was God showing me that that was then and this is now that he wanted to take me back. He, he gave me a glimpse of who I was. You guys have talked about it with me sometimes. Mm-hmm. You said there's a, there was a dentist there that we would see glimpses of. That's what he revealed to me during this process. And it was so, uh, I, I tell you, I wanted to go up on the roof and, and jump and jump up and down because it was like it was such a great experience to come to that point and go, you know, it's OK now. It's all right. We can. We can walk in the person that you've created me to be. It's a process that we're still going through. It's very exciting, though. It is. And I, I'm going to joke with you a little bit, but yeah, I really like the, that dentist. <laughs> <laughs> the one that we saw glimpses of that we get to see today. You know, the other one I liked, but I like this one. Yeah, I found so a nickel better. for every time I've heard that. Yeah, well, but it, it's true. <laughs> you get a walk in more of who God created you to be. Yeah. Well, Absolutely. when you look at that uh, passage in Corinthians where, you know, Paul was saying, you know, my strength is made perfect in weakness. Mm-hmm. So how does that play out for you personally? You know, where do we need Jesus's blood so bad that we, we're freaked out by, you know, our own weakness? 
and and that deep cleansing that John Elder, I mean John Owen was talking about, was at that point where that that I'm so unbelievably broken. He comes in, then all of a sudden you begin to see the value of what Christ did, and through, you know, our weakness, yeah. He's made strong. And literally, Dennis, had you not gone through that process and now be willing to help others, you would have robbed so many folks of an ability to see God come for Dennis's heart. Yeah, I remember walking into the rescue mission and going, God, this can't be. This can't be what you have in mind. But it's exactly where he wanted me to be, exactly where I needed to be in order to start experiencing that healing. You know, I think that there's times that we think that discipline is going to be the answer. And and definitely there's a need for discipline in our life. You know, um, we do need self-discipline. But if discipline always worked, why do you find yourself back in some of the same places you find yourself? You know, I've shared the story before, and I'll, I'll just touch on it, but I used to get so mad at my kids when they wouldn't listen to me, when they would just ignore me. Not an appropriate mad, not an abusive mad, but an, an inappropriate anger. You know, until God unpacked that, and I went back to things that happened to me as a kid, and he went back and did some healing there, and righted the wrong and corrected the lie that I was believing back then to be true. I couldn't well, share discipline. That, Sam, share that, share that, because I am to know the story, and yeah. I think it's it's critical to know what was the lie that Satan had been feeding you. Well, I'd had an older sister that uh, constantly, from the longest time that I can remember, she was 17 years older than me. Um, tell me, you know, you have nothing important to say. Shut up, motor mouth. No one wants to hear what you're talking about. Why are you still talking? Those types of mean things, and so. You know, I grew up with this whole feeling of, you know, I really don't have anything of value to say. Well, now I get into a family structure, you know, and, and I have kids that I've helped raise from being, you know, <laughs> nothing, you know, to, to, and now they're not even paying attention to me, you know, and, and it just was pushing on this hot button and I couldn't, discipline would work for a season, but then if I was having a little bit of a bad day or something wasn't going quite right or the bills were stacking up or whatever it might be going on in that season of my life and they didn't listen, man, I was just right back there again. And until God came in and he said, exposed it, you know, I learned, you know, through boot camp and through some John Eldridge stuff to invite God into that. As he started getting into that, he came after that in a very hard way, which really helps me be a lot different. For Eli, I feel better for Eli than I did for the other kids because he gets a little <laughs> bit different, Dad, than what they had when they were young. Yeah, and we've done shows on agreements and judgments and, you know, soul ties and things that, that's, that Rye is dealing with that you dealt with and whatever. So it's helpful and in, in, in you're going to bring Vrindy. Sometimes other people can help spot things, but bringing Jesus into it is the main ingredient. It is. You know, Vinny, you had that happen today where, you know, you were at a place where your heart wasn't where it maybe needed to be, and God used some other people to help you. That's right. Uh, about five days ago, my grandson, Vinny, who's named after me, was beaten up terribly. Left for dead, he is in bad, bad shape. And I did nothing but think of how I was going to find his uh, the guy that did it, and how I was going to kill him, and how I was going to do this and that. And I did, went to bed with this, and I woke up this morning, I says, wait a minute here. 
that's not the right way. And I called my grandson, Paul, who is Vinny's brother, but he's a pastor. I think some of you people know. I said, Paul, forget the, the sports conversation today. Talk to me as a pastor. And I explained to him that for the last four days, I had this guy in my mind how I was going to torture him, kill him, you know. And I'm saying, this is wrong, Paul. I don't really want to do that, you know. But it's also hard for me to pray for this guy. So help me out, Paul. And he did. And he told me just what it was, uh, you know. Yeah, that's a natural reaction to you. For anybody, he says, I felt that way too, but he says, I'm a pastor. And I realized that that is not the way to go. And we must pray for him. Well, when I hear that word pray for the guy that left my grandson, he's still not out of it. Uh, he's, he's beaten up bad. Brain, everything, eyesight, legs, everything. He's in terrible shape. I says, this is not right. And Paul says, no, Grandpa, it ain't right. And I think you know. Let's just keep talking until the real you comes back. And I started to cry. I says, Paul, thank you very much. Because that is the real me. I came to God to help people and to pray for the sick and the needy downtrodden, worked in a prison. I've seen all of it. So I talked to Paul, and Paul just relaxed me a little bit. I got off of the phone, and I says, wake up. This is not you. He will get what's coming to him by God, not by you. I don't know if it'll be in a way of punishment. I don't know how God is going to handle it, but I'm willing and I'm thankful that he took it off my hands. And I am back with God. I am praying very, very hard for my grandson, Vinny, and my grandson, Paul, his brother. And I thank Paul, and I thank my friends for making me understand that you don't leave God. You may think you want to, but once you're with God, He keeps you. He don't push you away. He keeps you. There may be a wiggle in the t journey, but really what I'm trying to say is I thank my grandson Paul, the pastor, and I thank God for bringing me back home to him. Please pray for Vinny. We will. And, and if you want to go to our Facebook page, Mashkin Journey Radio, there is a link there that you can help contribute and donate to uh, Paul's or uh, Vinny's fund, for uh, Vinny's grandson Vinny's fund. You know, Vinny, I think that, you know, what's interesting in your story is you have a young Vinny that is more like the old Vinny, and then there was a Vinny in between. 
you know, and the enemy tried to get you back to that that Vinny in between, and God used other people, which is what going to be the topic next week. God used other people in our lives sometimes to help us get back to him. I mean, ultimately, he's the one that's going to heal us. He's the one that's going to restore us. But sometimes we, I know me, I'll speak for me, I don't have the ears to hear. I'm stubborn. You know, I don't want to hear. And then sometimes it takes a voice of reason. And, and for you, Vinny, it was Paul who had every much the same right to think that way. But God had already done some healing in his heart, which allowed him to help lead you through some of that. That's so true. Yeah, we, we had another clip, but we're not getting a chance to play it. It's from Bagger Vance, so we'll probably save it for another time. But uh, it, it God has something for you, doesn't he, Robbie? He's got something that he wants to give you. And so what should someone really taking, as we got wrapping up the show over the next minute or so, what's some things that people should walk away from this show with? Yeah, there's a joy that you had. There's a wonder. There's a wholeheartedness that has been picked away at, you know, since you were a child. And Jesus wants you to have that whole back because you will have your life and have it abundantly. And as you do, you get to see him more clearly. And, and as you get to see him more clearly, you become united to him. And that unity, just like Jesus prayed, you know, Father, that we would be one as you and I are one. And as we get a, as we get a care look at our own heart and a wholehearted Robbie or a wholehearted Dennis or a wholehearted Vinny or Sam, you know, that's going to be one amazing uh, weapon uh, uh, for others to see, you know, how God's a hero in our lives. Yeah, and, and there's hope. Hope. Right? There's hope that God is trying to do this in your life. You know, he sent his son to die for us that we may be reconciled to him. And Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and God, they just work in unity. And they're trying to give you your heart back. They want to. And I just ask you a, a question to consider that we talked a little bit about earlier. Do you often find yourself back in a place and you say to yourself, how am I back here again? Mm-hmm. You know, how did I get back here? You know, and you might step your way back and say, well, I did this and I did this and I did that. And you try to correct those pieces. And next thing you know, you're back there again in one form or another. Yeah. That's God saying, hey, wait a minute. I got something there for you. I got something underneath that I need to heal. There's something I'm trying to expose in you. And so why don't you just take some time this week and say, God, I don't even know what it is. Or maybe you do, but say, God, I trust you. And I give it to you. And I ask that you'll start this process with me. Join us next week as we talk about how people assist in that. And go register for a boot camp at MasculineJourneyRadio.org. That's August 6th through 9th, MasculineJourneyRadio.org.